let us stand to our feet and give the Lord a hand praise. Wonderful job by the choir. Turn with me to Luke 10 and 25. Luke 10 and 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, I shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thine mind. And the neighbor, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shall live. But he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed leaving him half dead. By chance there came down a certain priest that way and when he saw him he passed by on the other side and likewise a Levite, he, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him to the inn and took care of him. On the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, take care of him and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now these thinkest thou was a neighbor unto him that fell among thieves. I want you to go back to Luke 10 and 30 and Jesus answered, a certain man went down from Jericho, Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, but stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. I want to talk to you from this message, wounded and left to die. Wounded and left to die. Uh, this is a very powerful scripture, and uh, the parable that Jesus gives, giving, giving in this scripture, was not an individual lesson about a individual or person. Although tonight, that's what I'll be doing. I'll be using it to deal with individuals who have been wounded and left for dead. But the general parable is Jesus speaking of mankind. And you want to get this lesson. He is speaking 
from Adam to Adam, from the first Adam to the last Adam. For it was the first Adam who was in the garden who fell among a thief. That thief jumped on mankind, wounded mankind, and left mankind half dead. Didn't have the Holy Ghost, half dead, living in the flesh, but dead in the spirit. Because remember, the Lord told him in Genesis chapter 3, in the day you eat, you will surely die. So Adam died, but was still alive, half dead. Then you have the priests, which represent the Levitical priesthood of Israel, who tried to minister to mankind, but they couldn't bring us back. And then you have the Levites, who are under that same system that couldn't bring us back, but a Samaritan who was a half-breed, and Jesus is operating both flesh and man, a type of a, both flesh and God, a half-breed. He ministered to man and bring him back to life. That's the powerful lesson that Jesus wishes to teach in this parable. But tonight, I want to deal with you individuals that have fell among thieves, people in your life <laughs> that have wounded you and left you to die. And some of you have never recovered from the wounds that happened. Uh, let me deal with wounds, and you need to understand that although this is talking about a physical wound, there are heart wounds. Songs 109 and 21. Songs 109 and 21. But do thou for me, O Lord, the Lord, for thy name's sake, because thy mercy is good, deliver thy me, for I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within. David talks about a wounded heart. <laughs> it's nothing like a wounded heart. And I want to share with you that there are many people who come to church who are wounded in their heart. And they have been wounded in their hearts. And the people who wounded them and have left them to die have left off and left them by themselves, but they never recover. When I look at this scripture, and I know one of our main focus and our main focus is as the saints of God, when people come into the church to receive the Holy Ghost, I know it's my focus. I want to see people get filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to see people full of the Holy Ghost. And you know, the, the Holy Ghost is always similar as wine or oil. But this good Samaritan understood before he could put oil and wine in this man, he had to bound up his wounds. There is an order to receive the Holy Ghost. And sometimes people can't receive the Holy Ghost because the wounds that they have in their life They've never dealt with. I've heard people ask me, say, what, what is my hindrance? 
I'm seeking for the Holy Ghost and I'm praying and I'm on the altar, but I'm not getting it. It could be that you have some wounds that you're still holding on to, some hurt that you haven't let go, somebody that have done something to you that you haven't forgiven, and God can't put the oil in that existing wound. You got to clean out the wound. Before you can put any type of uh, 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 antiseptic to heal or any type of medicine to heal a wound, you got to clean it first. I can't put, hallelujah, and in the Bible, wine and oil was like neosperm. And you can't put the neosperm in until you clean the wound. And God said, I want to give you the Holy Ghost, but that hurt that you're holding against your mother, your father, that hurt that you're holding against people who have done you wrong. I got to clean that out first. But cleaning wounds are painful. Oh, and, 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 and like you and like me, there are certain things in our lives. I remember when I was younger, I decided that I wanted to be Tarzan. We used to watch Tarzan. And I went down on, at the recreation center and I got on a palm tree. You know, the palm tree, you could swing on them and all. I got on the palm tree, swung on it, and I fell in the ditch. The wreck used to have a big ditch in front of it. I fell in the ditch and landed on some glass and cut my knee wide open. So I, I, I went back. And, and I, didn't, I never was able to get stitches in it because I was a friend of the doctor. I wouldn't let anything happen to it. And, and, and so uh, my mother, it, 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 it had crusted up. My mother had to go and scrape that womb off, take that scab off and clean it. And Lord, that was a painful experience. Let me tell you, there are certain things that happen in our life. We like to, and, and, and I could remember her trying to scrape it and she had to pull me apart, get some help because I wanted to cut cover that place because I knew if she touched it, it would cause some pain. There are areas in our life we don't want to talk about, we wanna, don't want to deal with, we don't want to pray about, we want those things left alone. But those are the things that can hinder us from receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You've got to clean your wounds. Not only the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but the flow of the Spirit in your life. The flow of the power of God in your life. And the church must know how to properly minister to those wounds. The power of this scripture, Sister Taylor, is that he's showing us that it was not the priest who ministered to him, which goes into the pulpit. It was not the Levitical, the Levite that ministered to him but just a common person, just a Samaritan. And in fact, the Samaritans are the ones that didn't really have no dealing with the Jews. And so they were separated from each other because remember, uh, even when they would go into Samaritan, they would always go around Samaritan and not go through Samaritan. In fact, Jesus went to Samaritan. When he went to Samaritan, him and the woman had the conversation. She said, the Jews and the Samaritan have no part with each other. I think what Jesus is saying, there are some people that we don't have nothing to do with, but they are part of our healing. Y'all ain't saying nothing. 
we don't speak to, we don't deal with, but they may be a part of the healing. Because here is a Samaritan that has nothing to do with the Jews, but there is a hurting Jew there that is laid down, but a Samaritan come and minister to his need. In fact, let me give you a few aspects. I want you to look at this. It could be that you have some Samaritans in your life. And perhaps they don't have the oil and wine, but they hold the key to your oil and wine. Because until you break down that separation between people that you hate and can't stand and don't like to deal with, that you know have done you wrong, until you break that down, the oil and wine may not flow in your life. Hallelujah. Somebody that don't have anything to do with for me, it was my father. I tell you all that all the time. There was a flow that was blocking. I had the Holy Ghost full of it and everything else, but there was a flow that I couldn't get because there was that one Samaritan that I didn't deal with. That one Samaritan that I didn't want anything to deal with. But after I got past that Samaritan, the flow of the Holy Ghost came Signs and wonders came. The power of God came. Some of your Samaritans are your family. Some of your Samaritans may be people in the church. But I want the all. You mean they can hinder me from my deliverance? They can hinder me from my breakthrough? Yes. Not just physically saying I'm okay, but getting them out of the womb. Cleaning them out. There are some people you can't go to and talk to. They're, un, they're, un, they're, they're, they're irrational. You can't deal with them. They're, but what you can do is clean them out the womb. That it no longer hurts to hear their name. It no longer hurts to hear what they've done. It no longer bothers you. It's no longer a sensitive spot. Now, on my leg, I have a scar. But I can touch it. And it's not aching. If certain names come to you and you feel anger, you still have a wound. If you hear certain things and they make you mad, you still have a wound. If you're strolling through Facebook to see what they've done and getting mad, you still have a wound. If you're asking everybody, have you heard from or what you think, you still have a wound. If you're still getting angry fits, you still have a wound. And tonight, God said you got to get that wound healed so that I can pour in the oil and wine. Somebody say hallelujah. My God, can you put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Sometimes it's not that easy, Pastor. Because not only do people wound you, but they hurt you emotionally because sometimes the people that wound you also tuck stuff from you. Tuck money from you. Tuck pride from you. They stripped you. My father took my childhood from me because I didn't have the experience of a mother and father. Tuck it. And when you've been used, people have used you. 
it bothers you because they got something that belonged to you. But this is, if it's any comfort to you, if there's any hope, Proverbs 6 and 31, if there's any hope to you that have been robbed and taken, hallelujah, taken advantage of. The Bible said in Proverbs 6, 31, but if he be a found, hallelujah, uh, 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 verse 30, men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry, but if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. And he shall give all the substance of his house. What the Bible does say, if you've ever been robbed, a thief ever stole something from you, when you find out he got to give it sevenfold, somebody say hallelujah. He's got to give everything. So in fact, uh, there is a compensation for the wounded. There's a compensation for those that have been robbed. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. And God is saying, I'm, I'm willing to give you back your life that people destroyed. I'm willing to give you back your joy that people destroyed. I'm willing to restore it. And not only will I restore it, I'm going to give you seven times more than you had before they took it. Now, who would like a deal like that? Who would like something like that? My God, can you say hallelujah? God will not allow you to be injured, amen, and God not compensate you for your injury. And I want to tell you anything that has happened to you, if it's any consolation, he, you may not get it from the people that did it, but God's got a way of giving it back to you. That ought to be some comfort to heal you. And I want you to know something because some of you all are waiting for the people that hurt you to heal you. They're not always coming back. And sometimes we're waiting on apologies and waiting on people to come to themselves. Some people don't come to themselves. But it was not the thief that beat him up that came back and hit him. It was somebody else that came. It's amazing that God has a way that when your family reject you, he'll give you a whole nother church family. God's got a way when folk walk out on you, God sends somebody else your way. So don't cry and mope and complain because people haven't come to your rescue that have hurt you. God said, I'll restore it. And God, can somebody put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Come on, put them together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Put them together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Amen. Reach over and tell somebody, I got to get some oil in my womb. I got to get some wine in my womb. I got to get rid of this anger. I got to get rid of this bitterness. I got to get rid of this hurt. I got to get rid of this unforgiveness. I got to get rid of what this relationship did to me. Some of you all are still holding on to things that family relationship, amen, marital relationships, whatever those relationships, I got to hurry up and get that thing out of my spirit because it's holding up the process of what God want to do in your life and if you want to speed up the process you want to hurry up and get the baptism of the Holy Ghost you want God to feel you right now you want God to pull the oil and wine in right now give up your hurt give up your pain oh Shandala Bahasa hallelujah hallelujah tell somebody if you're going to get up you got to give it up 
stop hovering, hovering it. Acknowledge I've been hurt, but I'm going to get over this. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to lift your hands and say, I'm going to get over this. Oh, Shandabahasha. Lift your hands and say, I'm going to get over it. Wounded and departed. Some of y'all have been over a lot of this. Relationship after relationship. You get involved, they wound and leave. Wound and leave. Wound and leave. Hallelujah. After five relationships with men that go leave, wound, leave, family, wound, leave, you just have dead. And I, can I tell you something? If you don't have no joy, you don't have no happiness, you can't wake up every morning smiling, you can't wake up every morning waiting on the sun to come up, if, 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 if you have months of depression, weeks of depression, days of depression, six, six hours happy, you are not living. It is not living to sit in the bed all day crying and moping, depressed, hallelujah, eating snacks all day and can't rest at night. It is not life not to be able to smile. You're half dead. Half happy, half sad. Listen, you, many of you, you've gotten so used to living half dead that you don't even know what it is to have a full happy life. I come to tell you, God wants to give you the rest of your life back. You only living life half, but I want to tell you, God want to fill you up so that you can have 24 hours happiness, 24 hours joy. Some of you have dead saints in here tonight. God is coming here to give you your other half back, to give you your joy back, to give you your smile back. Not only, and sometimes we don't worry, we don't think about it, not only are people that we're involved with have taken our physical things. They took this man's raiment. They took his man's clothing. They stripped him. But he was only stripped physically. They took half of his life. Because when they left, he was half dead. And he could get his clothes back from the grocery store, the department store. He could get his rings back and shoes back, but what about his life? How do you get that half of life back? Well, he poured in oil and wine. And I don't know about some of you, there's some things that I went through that took half of my life. And there's some things that you went through that took a lot of your life. But when God put that oil and wine in your spirit, you get your life back. For you all that are depressed and heavy, I have watched God give people their life back. I watched princes come all the way from Fort Lauderdale depressed and heavy. But now I see you walking in the church shouting and dancing. The oil gave you the rest of your life back. Watch Alexis coming here half dead, but the Holy Ghost came and gave her her life back. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. You don't have to seek those people that took your life to give it. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. If somebody have wounded you and stripped you and took your
your life, God said, I can give you back what that father took from you. I can give you back what that molester took from you. I can give you back what your family took from you. All you need to do is clean out the oil, clean out the wound. Let me pour some oil and wine. I'll give you your life back. Somebody ought to say praise the Lord. You ought to tell somebody he gave me back my life. Tell somebody he gave me what my family took. He gave me what that bad marriage took. He gave me what my father took. He gave me what my mother took. Hallelujah. That molester might have took my virginity, but he didn't take my life because God gave me back life. My family, hallelujah, might have stripped me and they showed favoritism. But everything they took from me, God gave back. That divorce might have took some of your life, but God will give your life back. That relationship might have took your life, but God will give you your life back. I wonder is there anybody here that God gave you your life back? What your childhood took, God gave it back. Now I can smile. Now I can dance. Now I can praise God. Oh, praise the Lord, somebody. And not only will God give you back the life that family members take, but some of you killed yourself. He'll give you back the life that you took from yourself. Grab somebody and tell them, I got life. I got life. I can dance again. I can praise God again. And there are some folk that will never apologize. They'll never come back and say, I'm sorry. But that's all right. The oil and the wine has taken care of that. I got my life back. Oh, shata bababahasha. Oh, halabasiata. Halabashanalaha. You ought to reach over and tell somebody I was half dead. But thank God I got life now. Glory to God. Tell somebody I was half empty. But thank God I got my life back now. Praise the Lord. Not only do I have my house, my car, my job, and all those material things, but I can walk on around here with a smile in my face and tell them I'm free indeed. Why am I shouting around here? Why am I dancing around here? They ain't never apologize. And you don't have to apologize. But because the joy that I got, the joy that I got when I got the Holy Ghost. Grab somebody by the hand and look them in the eye and tell them I'm not supposed to be this happy. Hallelujah. Tell them I'm not supposed to be smiling like this. Praise the Lord. All have I been through, I'm not supposed to have this kind of joy. I'm not supposed to be here on a Monday night acting like this. I'm supposed to be sitting in my bed, eating some popcorn with my hair all messed up, crying and moping. But the Lord gave me the Holy Ghost and I got some joy. I, I'm not sitting down watching reruns of Martin all night. I'm not going to sit in my bed and watch reruns of Martin all night to make me laugh. I got joy, I got joy, I got joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Look at these depressed young people laying in the bed watching Martin, 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 Martin. 
to, to conjure up a laugh. Glory to God, I got something to smile about. Oh, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I don't have nobody here that feel like rejoicing. Nobody here that feel like shouting. You're going to sit down here like I need to take you to Peace River somewhere. I thought you had the Holy Ghost. I thought you had some joy. Well, you ought to get up and praise it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Tell somebody next to you, I don't need no pill. Praise the Lord. I get joy when I think about woo, what he done for me. Anybody can think about what he done and just give God a dance and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Grab somebody by the hand and say they thought they was going to kill me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell them they thought it was over. Woo. Shalabahasa. Paul got into a near-death experience where his enemies thought that they had killed him. In Acts 14 and 19. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconia who persuaded the, persuaded the people and having stoned Paul drew him out the city supposing he had he was dead hallelujah they had already got the news out that Paul was dead and already claimed his death but I want you to look at verse 20 how be it. Hallelujah. Tell somebody how be it. Tell them I don't know how be it. <laughs> but I'm alive. Hallelujah. I don't got any how be it saints. Hallelujah. I don't know. Without God, I don't know how I would have made it. Oh, hallelujah. I like to change that for how be it to how be him. <laughs> I like to change that it to a him. How be him? It was him that brought me out. How be it as the disciples stood around him, so he's whipped and beat and dead. But the disciples stood around him. He arose up and came into the city. The next day he departed with Barnabas to Deborah. So he, and when he had preached the gospel to the city, wait a minute, you done went from being half dead, hallelujah, or dead as they supposed. Must have been bloody and must have been out. But the devil made one mistake. He stoned him, but he was surrounded by saints. 
glory to God. Look what it says, verse 20. How be it as the disciples stood around about him. My family hurt me. Wounded you. Many of your family hurt you and wounded you. But the devil made one mistake. He let you come around the saints. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You got around the saints. Lexus. Praise the Lord. Around the saints. Shambria. And when he got around the saints, he got up. There's power not just in the pulpit. There's power not just on the priest or the Levite. That's what he was trying to show us in Luke. The little, the little man, hallelujah, had some restoration power. And I tell you, if two or three of you can touch each other and learn how to minister to each other, you can pour some oil and wine into each other. Just your words, just what you're saying can give me some joy. I dare you now, I dare you before I sit down here, I dare you to go and give another saint. Stand on your feet. Go and give another saint an encouraging word. Glory to God. Tell them something through the power of the Holy Ghost. My God, somebody say hallelujah. My, 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 my. Tell them what the Holy Ghost put in your spirit. Glory to God. And watch the wine begin to flow. Glory to God. My God. Can't you feel this thing happening around here? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. I want you all to understand that you got the Holy Ghost too. My God. And you got the oil in you too. And every now and then when you're down, two or three saints ought to pray together, ought to shout together, ought to dance together. I dare one saint, hallelujah, to grab another saint. Pray the Lord and encourage that saint. My God, to pray the Lord. Encourage that saint that they're going to make it. I need you to tell a saint of God, you're going to make it through this. Pray the Lord and whatever hurt you going through, God is able to heal that hurt. Whatever pain you're going through, God is able to heal that pain. Can you tell somebody it's going to be alright? Can you tell somebody you're coming out of this? Can you tell somebody you got to clean that womb up? Give up the hurt? Give it up? <laughs> Glory to God. Let me give you this. And I'm getting out of your way. We often talk about the Holy Ghost oil. But oil was special in the Bible. And you got different type of oils. You got baby oil. You got castor oil. All of them do something different. Y'all know what castor oil do. Cod liver oil. Because each oil has a different effect. And there are different oils in the spirit. And every now and then I can see the different oils working in the church. In the book of Psalm 45 and 7, he said, Thy 
lovest righteousness and hated wickedness, therefore God, thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness. There's an oil that don't do nothing but make you glad. <laughs> Hallelujah. He just poured out. And every now and then when you get that sadness come on you, ask the Lord, give me some of that glad oil. I need some glad oil. And I'm going to praise you until that glad oil get on me. Somebody say hallelujah. Or sometimes the devil will bother you, but I need some oil. Give me the oil of gladness. Then the book of Isaiah 61 and 13. Isaiah, somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody I need some of that oil. 61 and 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. For mourning. You see, when children have certain things going on in their life, mama will give them oil for I'm going to give you this little cough, little oil for that cough. I'm going to give you these X lights for that constipation. I'm going to give you a little, hallelujah, wax in the ear for that earache. And whatever I give you is supposed to affect that. I just said he's going to give us the oil of joy for those that are mourning. And I don't know if you're here and you're one of those that have been mourning and those that have been sad, but I'm telling you that all of joy, God can pour it on you. And God can give you the joy back in your life that the enemy has taken. It's been a long time since some folk have been happy. I mean happy, happy, happy. And let me tell you, true happiness is not moments of happiness. True joy is not moments of joy. Some folk are sad all the time and then every now and then they have a good moment. But I want to have a good moment and every now and then the enemy try to give me a little bad time. And I want to tell you tonight, there's something about the presence of God. There's something that you can pray about that even if your conditions haven't changed, that God can give you joy. I can't wait until my condition get better for me to smile. I can't wait for people to get to themselves for me to get happy. So what do I do in the meanwhile? How do I fix my emotions? How do I fix my mind as long as the chaos is still going on? Mother still not speaking, not answering my phone call. Loved ones still divided. People still treat me nasty. How do I respond and not fall into depression with all of these things going on? Amen. I heard Isaiah say, give me the oil of joy for morning. And I need somebody that's in the middle of a crisis to say, Lord, give me some of that oil. My God, somebody say hallelujah. Give me that oil 
that puts a smile on my face. Give me that awe that gives me joy again. And let me tell you, that is really the purpose of the Holy Ghost. The purpose of the Holy Ghost is to come in there and give you what you need to have joy in spite of what you're going through. And if you really got a good grip of the Holy Ghost, your circumstance don't have to change. Your condition don't have to get better. Amen. But the joy will still flow. Somebody say hallelujah. Can you put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. For the Bible says the kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but joy, righteousness in the Holy Ghost. The Bible said the fruit of the Spirit is joy. What I'm trying to tell you, saints of God, there's a joy that you can get off of being saved. There's a joy that you can get out of the Holy Ghost that it goes and it overrides what you're going through in your life. Amen. Let me, matter of fact, let me tell you something. Amen. There are people in here today that are going through just as much as you went through. I, I can't recall too many times that I've seen my mother depressed. I can't call too many times that I've seen her happy and unhappy. My God, and she got married. My father walked out on her and left her with five children to raise by herself as a single mother. But I didn't see her in depression. I didn't see her in heaviness. I didn't see her go crazy because she had the power of the Holy Ghost. You can be happy in divorce. You can be happy and separated from your family. You can be happy and sick. You can be, y'all ain't saying that here. All you need is the power of the Holy Ghost. If there's somebody else tonight that say, God, give me some of that all. Glory to God. In fact, let me tell you something. There are some situations in your life that you have no control of. You can't change. And either they're going to control you or you're going to control it. There's some things I just can't change. I can't make people love me that hate me. I can't make people do right that don't want to do right. I can't make my family accept me and embrace me. I can't change those things. But what I can do is say, Lord, give me some awe that if they don't love me, the love that you gave me is so strong that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how they treat me. It doesn't matter whether they like me. It doesn't matter whether they speak to me or not. I've got the oil of the Holy Ghost and somebody that's going through some depression, somebody that's been left half dead, God is saying, I want to give you the half of your life back. I want you happy 24-7. Let me put some of that Holy Ghost in you and some of you that already got the Holy Ghost and feel that depression coming in. You need some oil. You need some oil. You ain't got no business walking in here sad. You got the Holy Ghost. You ought to enter here with thanksgiving. You ought to enter here with a praise. Look at somebody and say, Every now and then, you need to get some more. Tell somebody if you're running low, let's get some more. 
Somebody say hallelujah. You ought to give God a praise and say hallelujah. Can somebody give God the praise and say thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. These old cars that you used to have just before they was computerized. It didn't go on the screen and said you need to check your oil. You would listen to it. And if it starts to ticking and sounded kind of rough, they said this car sounding rough. I think it's time for some new spark plugs in a Lord change because it sounds a different way. When you're walking around saints and all they're doing is complaining, all they're doing is talking about how bad they got your oil is running low. You ain't got no business crying all the time. You ain't got no business pounding all the time. You need to check your oil. Every now and then a praise ought to be coming out of your mouth. I heard David say, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. You sad Monday and happy Tuesday, sad Wednesday and happy Thursday, you supposed to always have a praise in your mouth and if you don't have a praise in your mouth you need to say Lord I need an oil change give me some oil give me some oil give me some joy Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say neighbor. You need hallelujah. Some oil. Can I tell you something? Hallelujah. You can have a car that's beat up. You can have a car that's roughed up. You can have a car that's damaged on the outside. But if the engine is good, that raggedy and beat up car can still function. I'm going to tell you, I've had some collisions. I've been hit from behind. I've been swide sight. Some folk have ran the stop sign and hit me on the side. But my engine is still good because I'm still putting oil in it. Somebody say hallelujah. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say neighbor. I don't care where they hit you from. They might have hit you from behind. They may have hit you from the side. You might have had a head-on collision. But don't let your engine go bad. Keep some oil. Keep some oil. I wish I had some saints here. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I may be damaged. I may be beat up. But my engine is still good. Let me ask a question. Is your engine still good? Let me hear your engine. Let me hear your engine. Let me hear your engine. Let everything. Let everything that have breath. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hook somebody and say, neighbor, my engine is still good. Why don't you? Why don't you aisle it up? Push the gas a little bit. Let me hear your engine. Anybody? still have joy ah, hug somebody and said I still I still have joy Hallelujah. <laughs> 
hallelujah. I was riding the other day and I got to the red light. Praise the Lord. And one of these little young jitty bugs. Amen. He looked at me. Hallelujah. And pushed on his gas. And said, mm-hmm. Like he wanted to race. Somebody said hallelujah. Every now and then, the devil will pull up to you. After he get up beating you. After he done hit you. He'll pull up to you. And try to raise engine. He did it to Job. He beat Job up. He took his family. And took his children. And then pull up beside Job. And wanted to hear what was coming out of Job engine. And when the devil pull up the Job. To see what the engine still good. Job pushed the engine. And pushed the gas. And said though he slay me. Yet will I trust him. I need somebody. I need somebody. Tell that demon. That pull up beside you. Listen at my engine. I won't give up. I won't turn her back. I'm going to praise him. Because he's been good. I. I guess somebody to leap for joy and grab another saint and say, let me hear your engine. Let me hear your engine. Let me hear your engine. some engines roaring in here. Ought to be some praises going up. Ought to be some thank you Jesus going up. Some hallelujah. Oh my, 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 my son. Oh, Shabbat. Oh, my, my son. Praise and God, glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody pray. I don't know if y'all feel what I feel, but I feel like praising him. I feel like telling him thank you. Everybody in the building ought to put your hand together and just give God some praise and give God some thanks and give God some glory. Stand to your feet with me. I'm getting ready to pray. Oh, Baba Shandalaba. I'm getting ready to pray. Oh, God doing something for your son. God want to do something. There's an outpouring. 
Ula mashanda la basa. Oh, habasha. God gonna use you, young man. God gonna use you. God's got a purpose in your life. He's going to use you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's going to use you. He brought you here tonight because he's going to do something in your life. You got a purpose in the kingdom. My God, everybody in the building, let's just give God praise all over the building. Give him a praise. Now, you that are here, have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And by the